Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. It is Friday, June 3rd. We've been gone for a minute. The season is really over this time. Liverpool, the greatest team of all time, lose in the Champions League in meh fashion. But first, Mike, uh, what do you want to talk about? This is the last episode of the season. We're going to take a break. Um, I noticed that TIFO actually did this. They made a video of of the channel I follow. And they were like, we're going on break and we're not coming back until August 3rd. So uh, I think we're not going to come back until August. We're, we're going to come back just around then. We yeah. will be in the same place. We're going to do a, a, a season three extravaganza special because I'll be in San Diego. So we'll both. Yeah, be yeah, yeah. Garage. That'll be good. That'll be good. I'll be so, bringing this microphone and we'll see about yeah, that. The, but... the season is over. Um, Real Madrid. Literally Wait, before have... we before we go into yeah, the yeah. actual show, let's talk about this for a second. This is episode 172 of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. It has been so much fun being alongside with you, but also some thank yous are in order. First and foremost, everybody here who is still with us, who has newly come along, we see you. We are so grateful that you spend even a minute of your time with us. It's so much fun to have you guys along the way. Um, Big, big, big shout outs to our guys at FanHub. Uh, Russ, we love you. Thank you for all the, you know, the, what, what you've done for us in the show. And I, we would be remiss if not uh, serious mention of Chris and Dave uh, from the Chop Sports Network. Those guys are absolute fucking workaholics. They're awesome. Um, they're building something pretty cool. And so we're really proud to be a part of it. We're happy to be the soccer wing, as we say, of the Chop Sports Network. So we are the soccer wing of the Chop. Yeah, it's a uh it's it's a big summer for them. It's gonna be a quiet summer for us, but we're uh we're really proud to be a part of both of those organizations and uh onward and upward on to the show. So yeah, what did and you literally talk about every today? single person who's listened to any minute of this episode of this show is an absolute fucking hero and i hope that you storm the pitch because we're gonna win but <laughs> do not do it like they did to saint etienne where the fans threw flares at their own team's tunnel when they uh, got when they went down which was uh, great i love i was gonna it. say i'm in favor of that there's been a lot of fan misbehavior right there's you been, know what i'm um, in for all fan misbehavior <laughs> oh, oh i think you've come to the right place for fan misbehavior we're gonna talk yes. a lot about it this episode so you've got the saint etienne fans Pillowing their own fans with with now, flares, um, their fair, own players with flares. This was a playoff game against the second division team at home to stay in the league, Ooh. and they lost. Wait, on so in France, then they have they do the playoff. The, the team with that's with the team that's in the league has the chance to stay. Yes. Oh, I like that so the much. The Germans more. do that too. Yeah, I like that a lot more. Yeah, but so we don't get is not an automatic disappearing act. I see. Okay. So, oh, and it's, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, so if they did that in England, what would happen would be Forest, or, or maybe Forest would just be the third team automatically. I don't think they do playoff. And then if they did it that way, that it would be have been better. Forest versus Burnley. Right. At Burnley. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? Hit him with the flares, guys. You got to, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to lose that. Yeah, but, um, Fra- but France, France um, will go to it when we do the Champions League because, you know, poor, small Liverpool, uh, a team and a club that has been just really treated badly throughout history from Heisel in 85 to Hillsborough in 89. And now, you know, to have that tough break where they didn't win the Ch- Premier League for 30 years 
and to have Gerard fall because the pitch, you know, it was a bad pitch and Mourinho pushed him using his magic force field so that they lost the league. And the fact that they've gotten nine over 95 points three times and still haven't won the league, you know, poor, poor Liverpool, you know, their fans again, I don't know why this happens. Whenever they go to Europe, something happens to them. And this time it was France again. You know, they've now had trouble in Belgium, then in England, and now France. And they just couldn't get into the stadium. And it was bad, and I'm sure there were lots of problems. But I can't help but think just the, all the bad luck that the poor Liverpool supporters have. I mean, it's just bizarre. I don't know how it happens. And then to have the game go the way it went, where Thibaut Courtois fucking stood on his head. But yeah. did he really? He did have nine saves, but only maybe two of them were like world class. Like, oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, that's two goals, right? Like, yeah, no, no um, I understand. I understand. Yeah, and 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 we've said this all season long. They walked right through you at the death. Um, they did things. We kept saying, of course, this will be the time that someone takes out Real Madrid, and it just wasn't true. Once Dude, they went the whole through- tournament. You want to talk about a tough road? They went through the toughest. Ro- like they are, prim- they are the European champions. Like, oh, one hundred percent for real. <laughs> like, yeah. Conversely, look at Liverpool's road. I, know, to the I, final. I mean, Liverpool's is just like it's you a were, Europa League. You were never the best. It was a Europa League draw. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. Uh, so you know, listen. I I don't want to be a sore loser. It's be not. A, no, you're a winner. Be a sore winner. And no, no, I, no. I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't begrudge. So I watched I watched the Champions League final with Liverpool fans in the local bar. So they were a real scouser was there, and I didn't realize it. I was like, "Fucking scousers!" And he turns around and goes, "Oi!" I was like, "Okay, oh, <laughs> who the fuck are you? You're from Queens." Uh, <laughs> so, but he was magnanimous, and that was cool. But um, it was not a good game to watch. I mean, look, the final very rarely is right because you've it got really is. the 15 minutes of you know, sort of like the first round of a boxing match, feeling each other out. And then you likely have a couple of moments of greatness, but it's usually a, a mistake that's made that's the difference in the game. Last year, the Fernandinho, um, frankly, just missing that assignment. Well, first of all, the, the team selection was... A no, 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 I know, I know. Pep Pep was the, the, the mistake, but Fernandinho not being in the role where Mason Mount just passed right through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. I think about the Tottenham Liverpool match where that the, the only the call in the first the call, five minutes, 30 stupid. seconds, right? Um, even going back to the Real Juventus game, which was sort of back and forth. This is uh, four years ago now, I think. Who knows? Um, doesn't matter, but that was back. They're never very good. There aren't many classics. There are moments. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's there's brief moments. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, these are this is the way these things go. And, and you know, Real got their goal and then they just, you know, Oh, I uh, I wonder whose side that was on. Was that was that Trent Alexander Arnold's side? Oh, oh, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yes. I don't think he was at fault. The cross from Valverde was fucking killer. I mean, yeah. you yeah. can't defend that unless unless you want Alexander Arnold to be out of position and sort of instinctually go, I should not be in line with my defense and I should be three steps behind. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. He did not look over his shoulder. That's all. That's my only thing. Like, it's fine to to give up the goal and be like, you know what? I'm where I'm supposed to be. But just give a shoulder check, my my guy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of Cancelo in the Maddie Target goal, where Cancelo didn't look. He was just like, I'm in the right spot, and then just gets got. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but Liverpool get through, and I think, unfortunately, the narrative of this game is the poor French policing. They have been, to all the kidding aside, they have been terrible all season. They had yeah. trouble at Marseille. They banned, you know, they banned Lyon from the road games. They historically just are shit police and just go to violence immediately. The anecdote I have is if you go on a Paris subway with a camera and policeman comes on and says, put that away, and you hesitate for a second, he hits it with a club. So they're not really, it's not like the US where it's just like, you know, oh, no, the police just crack people. And they did that to Liverpool fans by, to be fair, we have to remember this Champions League was initially to be in St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. uh, the Soviet Union of Putin, uh, <laughs> that they moved, and they only had it like they only had three months' notice. Now, does that excuse them? I don't know. Um, the Stade de France is in basically the Baltimore of France in Saint Denis, so there were literally roving gangs of teenagers robbing scousers. Little did they know, scousers have no money. So no. that was a mistake. Um, but it just, everything that could go wrong went wrong and people were standing outside and it got scary for a second and, you know, people got pepper sprayed and that sucks. Cause it's like, this is one of those things where we talked about it during the season. It's just like, why does the Super Bowl do it so well? And right. Europe just not seem to understand that this is a big deal. So- it's funny. Is it the money? Is it the not understanding? Like, literally, call the NFL and be like, we're going to have the Champions League this year. We know where it's going to be. Yeah. Can you guys help us? Do <laughs> and, and and here's the other Listen to 15% of what they say. Because I think we can all agree that the Super Bowl goes pretty far beyond the pale, right? And so you don't have but to it do is a what spectacle. they do. It's the no, biggest no, no. thing in the world. I understand. I'm not yeah. saying don't do what they do. I'm saying do a little less, right? Like do a, do a lot less, but do holy shit. The, the absolute ocean between where UEFA is and where the NFL is, is staggering. So if you wanted to set sail a little bit, right? And yeah. go, like I said, 15, 20% yeah. of what the NFL does, which by the way, for our European friends and listeners, two weeks of buildup, Non-stop coverage every single day. Human interest stories about the 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 coaches People's that moms, you wouldn't a, even a guy have. with one arm, a cousin. Like going a back to one of our storylines earlier in the season, the fact that half of your teams don't even have set piece coaches. Like there's there's an expose on the set piece coach's uncle. Okay, this is what we're talking about here. Um, seven hours of pregame the day of the there's a there's there's a an event with just puppies about it. Okay. The, the halftime uh, show is twice as long, three times. The as halftime long. show is like 30 minutes and costs more to produce than the actual fucking game. Um, I, where else do I? Oh, I don't know. Even people who don't give a motherfuck about the NFL watch the Super Bowl because they enjoy the commercials. I'm going to repeat that. There are people. And you can mock, oh, silly Americans, whatever. Who in the tens of millions who don't care about football. This is the only game they watch a year. Watch the Super Bowl for two reasons. The commercials 
and the halftime show. They line up in droves to watch advertisements. Do you have any idea? And now, granted, that that is straight away not a, a non-starter for the Champions League final, right? Because it's only halftime would be the only commercials. I get it, but still, like you would have all, that spectacle. Who was the that woman who opened the act? I've never heard of her. I didn't hear any bio oh, on her. I haven't. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know anything about her. Like, right. you got to build that person. You've got to make it a thing. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, we're off football. But Europeans, you guys have no idea how big our stuff is. We do it here better than you do. And, and we do and, it for the money. You're, you're giving <laughs> France too much credit. Full of shit. Three months? Listen, if, if something were to happen in November, okay, and in Qatar, if let's say Qatar, I don't Nothing's know, happen in invades Ukraine. Let's say Qatar invades Ukraine for argument's sake, right? And they go, gosh, you know, uh, we kind of did rig they, the voting anyway. It was Yemen today. It was yeah. It was going to be in the United today. States. Hey, um, hey, United States. We would. Uh, do you guys it. think you could host the World Cup? Uh, it starts in 90 minutes. I'm like, yeah, no fucking problem. We've got 17 <laughs> stadiums. What do you want? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. What so, city? What city do you want to do it in? Yeah, oh, LA? No problem. So, so, so I don't want to hear about how Paris had a hard time preparing for one game over three months. Bullshit. You're, it just goes back to logistics and preparation yeah. and just yeah. what are you doing here, folks? Well, so, this is the same group that got overrun at the Maginot line and and at Verdun. Uh, they're yeah. not good with logistics. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a you know, they can't point. handle this stuff. Uh, but anyway, the game was bad. Liverpool, the greatest team of all time, now carry at least one tin pot trophy and another one that people always say they don't care about. And so, they had to win both in penalties. Another another point of contention for the greatest team of all time not to score a goal in three finals. In three finals. Is, is a little tough for me. Yep. And the yep. first one, yep. the, the League Cup, they were blown away by Chelsea. I don't know yep. how the fuck they lost that game. Anyway. So Liverpool goes away. They had the easy draw. I hate them. They can fuck off. They're not the greatest team of all time. And blah, blah, fucking blah. Let's my stick team with- just signed, My team just signed Holland. Who scored amazing goals in this yeah. friendly today? That I'm let's just like, with, holy um, shit, he's really fast. <laughs> let's stick with a, a team you hate. Let's go from one team you hate to another team you hate. Um, news uh, out of the red side of Manchester this week: uh, mm-hmm. Harry Maguire has taken a lot of abuse this season, right? From deservedly so, because he turns like an 1830s battleship, <laughs> right? Like an aircraft carrier, right? 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 So. Uh, <laughs> Like like putting the mast up, right? I like, know. Um, so he's been he's been having a real tough time ever since, ironically, playing a pretty pivotal role in England's run to the twenty twenty two whatever the fuck Euro it was twenty twenty uh, final in twenty twenty one. Correct, the Euro final, right? Um, so so he seems to think that one fan has crossed the line. Oh, uh, he had an email addressed to him that said, oh. "Hey, Harry Maguire." I'm going to bomb your house and kill your family, which oh, I think we can, I think we can all agree is a little over the line. Okay. Well, we have students in this country that say they're going to shoot schools and then do it. And nobody notices. Well, there's that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought I was going to have, 
I thought I was going to have the hot take on this one, and I was wrong. And that's what I get for having a show. Listen, with we're not laughing at the action. We have to laugh at the pain of all these th- crazy things that happen in the U.S. Oh it's yeah, funny, no, that's... but but the, but the, to juxtapose the email that gets sent, and that's a big deal when we're just like the country's laden with people saying, "I'm going to so, blow something up," and then they do it. So so wait wait wait. Now I, I have so many more questions. Though, okay. by the way, and before. It is wrong. I'm going to look right into the camera. It is wrong. You should not tell anyone, much less a professional football player, that you're going to blow up their house based on yes. anything, yes. right? Yes. That Agreed. is inherently terrible. Yes. yes. We both agree. Now that I've said the required thing I have to say, yes. I have some questions. Yes. One, um, how did he get Harry Maguire's personal email? Uh, and I'd love to know what the tone of the like was it like greetings Harry or like it's definitely oh. slabhead at gmail.com. Right. I was gonna say like there's you know like call or it, there's H, so much H material. Slabhead.com there's so much material there. And the guy the guy I know had, who wrote this email, the guy had to have used all of it so much that he's like, there's nothing left for me to say to this guy other than I'm gonna blow up your fucking house and kill your family. Yeah, and yeah. so now I'm wondering, maybe he didn't get it directly to his email. Like maybe it was mm. like harry.m oh, at, at manunited.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's that. Or <laughs> or I thought of this. Maybe this guy went to like the contact us page on Manchester United's website and was mm. like, oh, are you having season ticket problems? He's like, Or it's a no. slide into DMs. It was just a pair of boots. It could have been DMs. And then it just but converted it, to like, I, I I'm going to blow up your house with my fake tits. I read it specifically, right, as an email. So I'm okay. thinking, like, dear Manchester United customer support, please tell Harry Maguire I'm going to bomb his house and slaughter his family. Mm-hmm. Signed, Liam. Like, yeah. like, just like, like that's it. Would be Liam I'm, Gallagher. Liam Gallagher would actually Gallagher. blow up Harry Maguire's house. Right, and call him right, the right. Plot. So but he I would just, be kidding, and he would get away with it. I feel for Harry Maguire. He's had a tough year, but also um, I don't. He's uh, he's a very well-paid professional footballer, Let's and these are the things you have to deal with. Let's, Not that you should have to deal with them. I think a Not key that you should thing ever have to, to deal remember. with somebody bombing or saying you're going to bomb your house. But buck up, buddy. He, but this is he. He went public with this one. Right? He was yeah. like, "This one crossed the line." I usually don't give a shit if it's about me or my play or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you bring my family and yeah. my life, my my personal yeah. life into it, which I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just a. It's funny to me that they hate him so much, and I wonder if, like, at Leicester, right? Like, like by the way, every time they count the Harry Maguire money, they just like it's like Scrooge jumping into a pool of like uh, gold coins, but let's, right but let's let's think about let's think about who else is leaving united juan mata after eight years juan mata. teddy bear goodbye one of moise's mid-season signings okay never really did too much mm-hmm. uh, matic a a Mourinho signing because he was a mascot and would just he was like i can't teach anyone to play defensive midfielder you're playing defensive midfielder and he just <laughs> ended up staying there forever yep. and then the big one well that one, clearly Mourinho did not want but he was on his watch Pogba, the $90 million man that no one seems to figure out what position he's going to play. He was able to play every position. He had, had all these moments. But I think everyone figured out that all you have to do is press him, and he's awful. <laughs> and he'll go back to Juventus. And basically, he's a classic player who's 
more famous than good and his moments are cool i think what he makes me feel like is although maybe not because my analogy is like he's like james harden like he looks I was good. Say, I was going to say, I'm not well versed enough yeah. in the NBA. But well, these I are these are basketball Randy players Moss. that put up stats that don't win. Yeah, I was going to go Randy Moss. But Randy Moss was part of. Randy Moss was was a win. He was on the time one of the time. It does. It's not the point, but like yeah. the point being that I I saw with my own eyes Randy Moss take plays off because he just didn't care because the ball wasn't coming to him, right? And that's yeah, kind of the fine. the vibe you get from Pogba, but but also. Think about it. He was propped up based on his 2018 uh, uh, World Cup performance, to a lesser extent, his Euro performance. Why? Because peak N'Golo Conte was standing next to him as his shadow. It's, 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 it's a complete, complete freedom. But it's a complete lack of understanding by the scouting department of Manchester United to see that France team and think that they were winning because of Pogba. Right. When... Chelsea was like, it's that guy. <laughs> you fuck yeah. off, Pogba. We'll buy him for $45 million. No, no, no. Well, they did it with Lester, right? Like, oh, that guy's the reason that we're not even close to Lester yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so Pogba moves on. A failed experiment. They had him for, I think, eight years. He's no, he's not young. He'll never, he's nothing. He'll be there in France. I think it's more likely that he gets dropped by France than wins a trophy in a league depending on the team. I love all the rumor mails of like, did Pep and Pogba talk? There's no way Pogba's coming to City. No, no, no. We no, don't. No, we no, only no. have one old midfielder at a time because we're letting Gundogan <laughs> go. Thanks for scoring the two goals in the final. Is he on his way out? Oh, yeah, he's gone. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, Interesting. we don't have old players. You're 31, so, you're 30, you got to go. So That's here's what I'm saying. The Bruyne is next. He'll go two seasons. Right, right. We um we both uh, support teams that very rarely buy um older players. Spurs yeah. do but it. You did. Um, You've done it. Spurs do it as a function of like, well, we can't afford 27 year old superstars, yeah, so let's buy Parsons. 22. Would you let me just build up to it for fuck's oh, sake? So. So no, but they usually go with the Steven Bergvines of the world, right? And they have one one great goal or one great game against Leicester, and then it lives on in lore forever, and they fizzle out. Um, but yeah, we struck. We we struck for thirty three year old Ivan Perisic. We beat out Chelsea, um, and it was a free transfer. So I mean, we gave him quite a boatload. But uh, it really, realistically, out of that hundred and fifty million, didn't cost. Uh, Spurs a whole heck of a lot. And so he's going to slot in alongside Sessegnon in the left wing back position under Conte's, you know, three, three, five, well, three, four, three, if you will. Um, And it's, it's an interesting, exciting time. Despite the fact that he's 33, you look at some of the stats with him and he runs like he's 25. He was on Inter, right? Yes. He was on Inter for the last seven years. He actually did have that cameo with Bayern on loan. Uh, He was actually in the side I think in the side, definitely on the team uh, in that 7-2 Bayern game at uh, at White Hart Lane uh, a few years back in 2019. But, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly an, an exciting signing, and it is a time that not many Spurs supporters have uh, enjoyed in, in the sense that there is a big, big transfer kitty that has been literally dispersed to the club uh, from ownership to say, hey, Let's go get this now. Let's make sure we don't lose Conte. Uh, and additionally, 
you know, I was running some math, but they could they could run up 200 million additionally in player sales. Uh, Winks, Bergvine, Sanchez, uh, La Celso, and Dombele, just a couple of the names. Yeah, they I mean, could be sitting 25 on 25 each. Yeah, it's right. Great. They could be sitting on, if you call the 150 that the club has given them, plus another 100, 150. That's a heck of a chunk of change. We're sitting here pretending we're Manchester City for a summer. So um, we'll see what happens. Paratici has been um, he's been given the complete green light after Betancourt and and Kulisevsky and Romero turned around the season. Three of the best signings of the, of the Premier League, I would say. Um, and now you've got the Champions League and the stadium and everything to attract proper talent. And it's big. It's we'll big. see. It's we'll huge. see. I'm excited. It's huge for Spurs. So one of the things you may not know this, but at the, after every season. The CEO of uh, of City does a hour interview, and it goes through the whole season. It's not oh, Sheikh cool. Mansour. It's the other guy. I can't remember his name. Anyway, it's pretty cool. He does the whole thing. So they talked about the Holland signing. They go through all the clubs. They go through, hey, this is where we are with Melbourne. This is where we are with the NYCFC. Both. So at one point during the last 18 months, City had five teams in the City Football Group that were champions, which is oh, pretty wow. cool. Yeah, so... Melbourne, Mel- Mumbai, uh, Trois, and another team, and the women's team, and all these things. So call me a the team doing well. But one of the underrated signings was the Alvarez signing uh, from Argentina. He had a six-goal game the other day. He had a double hat trick, three in one half and three in the other. So wow. City basically rebuilt their strike force. So now we'll probably have Holland and Alvarez on the team. And that'll be enough. But they were talking about two or three others. So City might be in the market as well. I think we're going to see more of one of the themes that we picked on during the season is the money that the Premier League has coupled with the weakness of the other leagues. I mean, you're just seeing a level of a level of weakness within Inter and Juve. Uh, maybe maybe they're doing better. Barcelona, Real Madrid. I mean, Real Madrid still needs to reload. They they did not get Mbappe, which means they probably got a big cat, wad of cash burning in their pocket. So they'll right. probably come after somebody. I don't know who it'll be. I'm, I'm thinking it might be uh, Mane or Salah. Good names. Good names. Mane is going to go to Bayern. He's already agreed to terms. Oh, so that's, that's right. a big yes. one. That's a big one for that's a big one for Liverpool. Um, you never know. You know, all these things start chipping away and your team starts to decline. You know, you never know. You never, we don't know but how let's much hit, each one of those players makes a difference to. Let's hit on that, that, that money point that you just made because the, the old fucking chestnut is all oh, city just spend to win titles and, and this is nonsense, whatever. Hold on a second. They're like, they're making so much money as a function of their champions league revenues, even though they got knocked out in the semis winning the premier league title, right? Like, they are getting so so much money. I don't have the numbers offhand, but let's. It's, it's a, it, they're in they're they're in the top of the car- money league. It's cartoonish. It's, yeah. Right. But and so even the the arguments have been that they are getting a lot of money from internal sponsors, right? People, things that the actual shake owns, right? Sure. Not all of them. I think they would be glad to replace those because if it indeed indeed is cooking the books. The second you can go past that number, you're just like, all right, fine. I don't, I don't need to, I don't want to cook the books anymore. I'd yeah, much right. rather have an actual sponsor. And I think that's where, that's what'll happen eventually. Listen, City can, I, I, I 
I go through Twitter and Real winning and whatever, and I have these questions all the time. When is it okay? What is the t- what, what? How far back is your money good? Right. Is it 1950? Anything you made before 1950 means you're allowed to win. Is it is it Liverpool in the 70s? Is that the cutoff when they were the richest team in the world? Or is it Man United in 1995 because they were there? Like, wh- what is the glory line? Like, yeah. is, if it's 2004, am I out? Am I, is my winning not valid? Like, who's who's who gets to decide these things? Is why is Chelsea? Big? Yeah, why does Chelsea United get it? Yeah, like I understand there is a there is a money thing. I totally understand that, but I just don't like I don't like it coming from Real fans. But it's it's naive. Literally funded the fucking team. Like shut it's the fuck it's up. just naive, right? Like how how do you think you got here, Real Madrid? <laughs> yeah, I'm, we, I'm sorry. We playing by being clean. Yeah, I mean, come on, right? Like, and by the way, get, getting back to the the unrivaled strength. Uh, and financial yeah. prowess of the Premier League relative to others. I just said Tottenham Hotspur, the literally most frugal team in fucking European history, yeah, 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 yeah. setting records for not signing players, yeah. now are going to have somewhere between $150 and $300 million or Villa, waiting Villa getting, for them. Villa getting guys on freeze that are just like at the top of the level. I would, I'm I'm going to put it here first. Y'all want to look into the camera. Luis Suarez will play for Aston Villa gonna happen oh that's a good one yeah he's just going to he's yeah. they're all gonna go he's gonna be like an off the bench guy they'll let things go and he'll just go and play with continue but that's aston villa aston villa yes european champions uh, in 1982 and i'm gonna go to my other friends that are european champions that are now in the premier league mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we have our friends from the championship unfortunately i did tell everyone to watch this game it was terrible uh, Nottingham Forest, join us in the champ in the Premier League this oh, year. It's going to be so much fun next year. It's going to be another teams. great team. I don't, I don't think they they're not good like Brentford are good. They're more of like a wow, they made it. They are not. No, I think they'll go back down, but they'll, but they're well, not going to the be fight. Burnley. They'll be in the fight. They're not sure. going to be Burnley, no. So, uh, but they made it up on a and. You want to talk about some dubious penalty calls. <laughs> uh, it was poor. And if I'm Huddersfield fan, I'm just like, we got fucked because they wanted Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> they had VAR in the game and didn't use yeah. it. <laughs> but the less talked about that game, the better. Uh, it was a fantastic, it's fantastic that they went up, but whatever. Um, what else do we've got? So no, we've got Forrest in the league. We've got bombing Harry Maguire's house. We've got Liverpool, <laughs> the greatest team of all time, and the most well, hard done fans in history have been, you know, still will carry around their title that they have. Uh, well, we've got to talk about the biggest game on in the international scene, which is uh, USA yes. 3, Morocco 0. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, just that kidding. One? That one, um, I didn't watch that. <laughs> uh, Ukraine 2 and Scotland 1, which means Scotland, we love you. You're out. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it'll be Wales well. and Ukraine. There'll be Wales and Ukraine to play for a spot in the United States and England's group. Um, Yes. So that's, I mean, it's super compelling. It is not close to me. And by the way, I thought Scotland was a better team than than Ukraine too. They were bad though. But they they played poorly. I did I did catch a lot of at home to lose that game at home. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't get hit by flares. 
Huh? At least they didn't get hit by flares from their own fans. But, no, um, they didn't. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing, right? The world being against them and the world being on the side of Ukraine. It happens. Enough already. It's a little much. It's a lot much. It's a yeah. lot much. And you get the feeling that like Wales have uh, Aaron Ramsey is better than any player he hasn't on played. No, no. What I'm saying is, who actually no, that's not true. He got a red card in. Oh, he a, played for for Rangers, a little bit. Yes, in the in the, uh, the, final, uh, the Europa order. League final. Um, he is better than any player on the on the Ukrainian side. Is it's, he, it's, is it's he really better than Marlenko at this point? I, I mean, it's my point is it's close. Okay, it's close. Gareth Bale is also on this Wales team. All of those okay, dudes. so so let's be super clear about something. Wales should kick the ever loving shit out of the Ukraine. In they're Cardiff. not going to. No, they're not. They're not going to Ukraine. It's I mean, look, they're they're tough. they're. You know, we use this term all the time, but it actually is true for them. They're battle tested. Um, and <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing that's even crazier about that team is half of them haven't played because their season got canceled in the middle of the season sure. and they haven't been home. And, but what, what they are playing on is, you know, we talk about mentality and we talk about these things that to give you focus, they have all the focus and everything to play for. Every goal is a moment of joy and sadness You've got freaking Zinchenko crying at every news conference. It's a little bit much. I get it. You're sad. No, no, no. I don't even. I'm kidding around. But uh, they were good. They won easily against Scotland. Scotland yeah. were really bad. And the finish from from Yarmolenko was. Ooh, that was classy. Very. The run was good. But it was like the central defender was the central defender from Norwich. It's like this dude is seen more goals go in than a fucking bathroom door in a whorehouse. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's awful. Awful. I mean, it's, like, it's like, oh my I God. I like that one. terrible. So uh, bad. So bad. So so Scotland, you know, their problems came through. They they couldn't score. They they they, they played tight. I think there, and there I is think, a there, I think there is a mentality piece. These teams are close, right? Wales is gonna also be like no one really wants us. To, you you can't even have that feeling. You have to be like, I don't care. We're going to the World Cup. We're fucking Wales. We're not even a country. I don't think that. I <laughs> yeah. I don't think that Wales will have much of that problem. I think in the build up to it, you'll hear the Ukrainian sympathy cries. But in the in the train changing room before the game, I don't think Wales is going to have any problem motivating themselves for that. Um, one thing I think that played into Ukraine's hand a little bit was the scheduling. The best player on the field had just played in the Champions League final, Andy Robertson, three, mm-hmm. four days earlier. So mm-hmm. uh, there's no saying. And, and by no, the way, Tierney. Tierney's been but, out for ages. Yes, and Tierney was out. I want to I want to circle back to Liverpool for a second. They played so many games this season. 64. They, 64, 65. They got the shit kicked out of them just by and, – and this is not to give that German lab experiment any excuses to go – proliferate bullshit around in press conferences. But the point is that that caught up with them and they did a good job of getting Luis Diaz in and getting some depth, but it was, you need it everywhere. I mean, look, right. Like city is too deep everywhere on the field. Maybe a city collapsed down the stretch. That's what I'm saying. City's too deep down the field everywhere, except for probably Ederson. 
at a premier league championship contender level. I'm not going to say best in the world, right? But like Kyle Walker is not the best in the world, but he's a very, very good defender and he's and not your first him. choice. Yeah. Right. So he, he is anyway. his first choice defender. Well, you, oh, cause you have Cancelo on the left then. Fine, fine, fine. Whatever. But the larger point still is that they have their depth all the way through. Liverpool did a good job of having that depth for their famous front three. Now they've got Jota. Now they've got Diaz. So you've got a kind of a five-headed monster there, and you just pick however many of them you want. But you, I mean, Thiago can never stay healthy. Henderson was banged up. Uh, Van Dyke, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Robertson all missed games, pivotal games down the stretch. And so it just, the, the runway was just too long for them. They are one, let me be clear, they are one of the most entertaining and best teams in Premier League history. And when I say one of, I'd say probably top 10, right? I was thinking about it, I think I said it on the show about a month ago, like, uh, you know, the the Invincibles are not one of the top 10 teams in Premier League history at this they're point They're in the top anymore. 10, but they're not the no, top five. No, no, no. They might be 10 because <laughs> yeah. they're... Oh, they're right. If you go one season at a time, it's like six United teams... You know, or, or sure, maybe sure. Three, no, no, I mean, three, three, three season windows. There were there are three Liverpool teams that were better than the Invincibles. Oh, you're talking about point anything. totals. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, 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 right, we're and so fast. and you could you can do eye test and and the the narrative too. But I'll throw Liverpool a bone here. They they had the deepest, toughest schedule. Decide aside from their Champions League run, which was you know a fucking playground, but. Uh, they really, really had to go after it. They had to play the FA Cup final, 120 minutes and then penalties at Wembley, right? So um, it is it is worth mentioning that, yes, they ran out of gas. No, they did not. Sur- that, that's the reason nobody's ever done the quadruple. That right there. Because you have to play 65 gas, games. It's not possible. Right, exactly. So Although it's, it's, getting, it's getting close. It's getting like the last two seasons down the stretch in, yeah. in March – City and Liverpool were there to to try and get it. Yeah, because uh, they played in the League Cup, didn't they? Yeah. You, well, the key thing is you've got to win that League Cup. Without winning the League Cup, then you can't <laughs> then you can't right. get the rest of the bullshit. Uh, but it, it it's that down the stretch thing where you're trying to win the league. The FA Cup final comes. You get the extra game like on a Tuesday before the final weekend of the season. It's just like mm-hmm. that's really hard. I mean, listen, I can be fair. I mean, like. Tottenham and Chelsea were and Arsenal really had good seasons, right? They really yeah. did a good job. I mean, there, there's five teams in the Premier League with over 30 wins, with over 20 wins. Those are, you know, when you have 20 wins, you're putting a bunch in the bank, right? Like that's really the sort of benchmark. When you get into the 20s, depending on how you draw or win, you can you can push. You can push. I mean, granted, you know, 20 wins is not going to get you anywhere, but you know. You know, twenty five. You're there. Twenty you're, wins. You're twenty wins gets you in the the Champions League for whatever for whatever it's worth. I was going to say the European places, right? Like, yes, twenty gets um, into the European places for sure. Yeah, and 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 that's a bigger deal to West Ham than it is to to Arsenal, I suppose, or Tottenham, right? But like, yeah. no, that's a big deal. And again, financially, what you're doing is you're taking, in addition to all the money that the Premier League takes by itself, TV contracts, all this stuff. It's twice you now as have big as seven teams. You, yeah, but you now have seven teams. I think seven, right? Because the conference league who get to go and ply their trade around Europe and collect more and more and more. And it's more than likely, unless you're it's talking. Not, it's not a lot. Those lower level leagues are not. 
they're not worth that much. But what they are worth is if you have a contract with a sponsor, you get an extra few games. You get sure, no, no, Europe. but you that's what I'm saying. You can sell to another it country. It all yeah. adds up, and the point is that the gap just continues to widen to the point where West Ham is probably one of the ten richest teams right now. You know, in the, over the last five years. You know, so oh, uh, West, yeah, West Ham is probably bigger than Inter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and it's actually been fun to kind of watch Italy sort of be up for grabs now because the, the teardown of Juve and, and Inter kind of being up for, for grabs. and um, But, yeah, so, I mean, you basically you have it like it always used to be in Italy, right, where you've got the Milan clubs and Juve and the occasional Napoli or, or Fiorentina or something like that crashing the party. Lazio. Yeah. Lazio. Um, but, or Salernitana next year. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I mean, it's it's been kind of fun to see that revert back to 10, 15 years ago, but it's because of all the wrong reasons. It's because Juventus is, is falling on hard times. It's because Inter had to, they won the title and then didn't even get to celebrate before Conte left and they sold Lukaku. So, yeah, but, they, but, but Inter were there, right? Like Inter are after Liverpool are the best second place team in Europe. And they were yeah, ahead of yeah, Milan. Yeah. They were ahead of Milan on uh, 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 expected goal difference. So they actually were. They actually, in terms of level of play, they were up there ahead of PSG and Chelsea. So Inter no, were absolutely. really, really good. They just they they got too many draws and problems. They're the second best, second best, second place team in Europe, mm -hmm. right? Is that yeah. what yes. No, yes. I agree with that. And I don't even think it's particularly close, right? Because yeah. you've got. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to know who played, who finished second in, in the French league, but um, oh, second place in the French league, I don't even know. I think yeah. it was it was either Rennes or was it Monaco or I was gonna say Monaco, Marseille? Maybe. Marseille, it was Marseille, um, but they finished 15 points behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I actually don't know when the Wales and uh, Sunday is it this is it coming up? Yeah, Sunday. This ah, well then. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. They really okay. have a quick turnaround, and poor U Ukraine probably doesn't, uh, you know. Interesting. <laughs> doesn't have much to do, um, but yeah. So we're petering out. We're finishing up. Our 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 season is over, hmm. and I think Mike, we'll, we're going to take a break. Yeah. The season does put a lot of strain on our families and our lives <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> it does uh, we'll probably come back sometime in august like you said you will probably be for it. yeah probably late july or very early yeah, august we'll do some transfers uh we do have to keep everyone abreast of the fact that there is a world cup beginning in november which right. is fucking insane. Uh, we'll be it all makes over it. I think no goddamn sense at I all. I think we'll spend some time refreshing and recharging batteries. All those. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna like go that. to Qatar dressed in an LGBT plus Q flag and see so if I get thrown in prison. We will have. We will name. <laughs> we will name the show the uh, Laurent Cortines Memorial Squeaky Bum Time Podcast after the World Cup because he will be shot. Um, <laughs> But happy no, I think we're going to be pride month. We might do something. Listen, we, we partnered with world soccer shop for, uh, for the euros. Oh, yeah. That was super fun. Maybe we'll do something like a, a pool, um, you know, something kind of like that. We got to figure it out. We don't know. We don't have any answers. We are taking three months off to figure all that out. 
we're so, we're, we're so taking from, a year off to find ourselves. Yeah. So <laughs> we're taking a gap month. Um, yeah. What do you, what is the, what are the three things Spurs needs to do to challenge for the type, for the, to push, yeah. to be there at the end. I, you don't know what's going to happen. You just luck, things can happen. Right. Let's right, say right. Sonny and Kane do a full season. Sonny keeps his shooting boots on. What else do you need to do? Well, you need a center back, right? Like, I mean, you need, and they're they're working hard on either DeVry or um, the guy from um, Sevilla. I can't remember. Jules Kunde. Kunde. Uh, okay. There's another guy from Inter, not surprisingly, that Conte wants. Um, but you need a top-class center back to put with, uh, Romero and probably Eric Dyer. Um, you oh, know, so you I think need, that's the first you, thing. You to, yeah. You need the Van Dyke Diaz guy. I think that's Romero, by the way, I think we have him already. What we need mm-hmm. is, okay. What we need is, uh, frankly, to, to, but be a defender, at the defender. Level. Romero's an on the ball guy. He's not, he's not a calm, cool. Oh, collective. but he, no, he leads in tackles and all that. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm, um, there's that is the numbers one two and three priority for me. Um, the second is going to be and I, and I am hoping that there are fewer instances of this than what we've seen in the last ten years. But you need a locksmith. You need uh, a player who can help you break down teams. A creative midfielder. Um, you might know him by the name as Christian Eriksen. Eriksen. Uh, he's going to be free from Brentford. You have to just go out and get Christian Eriksen. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't understand if you didn't. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get Eriksen. I would get somebody else. Honestly, that's fine. I, I you know, and I don't think Eriksen is the full time answer either because um, the way that Conte likes to play, he actually doesn't. He didn't play when Eriksen when he played. He didn't play under. It was it was a for a while he was on the outs and then he got back into his good graces. Yeah. But um, so. You need someone like that. I don't. I don't have a better example. Um, the name I hear a lot, and it's not necessarily true from the attacking point of view, but it is from a set piece point of view, which is another weakness for Spurs. Is James Ward-Prowse? So I would certainly welcome him um, with open arms. I think that you know that's probably the three positions because you've got attacking talent. I'm not worried about that. If you want to bring more in, if you want to bring in a Dybala, if you want to bring a Bale just so he gets used to play before the World Cup, knock yourself out. These are all luxury positions, right? But otherwise, I, got, I mean... I got, a, I got a secret name for you. Ready? All right. He plays for Rennes in France. Okay. His name is Benjamin Beauregard, and he is the only guy on the shot-creating actions lists for the top five leagues that I've never heard of. And I don't know who he is. Interesting. So I would, so Berardi, Beauregard would be two. Uh, Iker Munien, these guys at club athletic, they never leave because they're just not allowed because they only have five. They have the, they have the ethnic, <laughs> they have the ethnic thing for Bilbao where you have to be Bilbaoan. And if you're not, <laughs> they, so you just stay Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, well, I'm already, you get a premium for just being who you are. So that's one guy that I would look at shot creating actions. The number one guy was actually Dimitri Payet, which of course we know. That's is not hilarious. Available. No, and I, then, I don't. And then don't another, another option could be Luis Muriel from Atalanta, who's a little bit mercurial, a little bit weird. He's the right age. Well, he's old, yeah, that's not, but he's awesome. I'm not sure, especially with Perisic joining the, the ranks. 
I don't know how much more attacking talent we really need to go out and spend on. Now, I'm also the guy who tweeted today that I would love to spend $50 million on Yvonne Tony. Um, but <laughs> I do need, I just a, they think, need a they need a guy. They do need a guy, a different guy to go with that group up. Uh, so I think they do, but I think it's Kulisevsky. I think you have that guy. So mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned with the front line. Maybe, maybe, maybe Verkhaust, who doesn't want to go you down. No, I was earnings. thinking something like that, like like a yes. Like a Chris Wood, like a Danny Ng, something like that. So, yeah. but here's the thing: if you're going to have a center back, if the, if your spine essentially is what you're saying is is a center back, uh, 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 basically See, number I, eight. I would want to. I want to replace Hoiberg. I want a guy a guy who pass the ball forward. I want Hoiberg out, and I want. Yeah, one, no, I get that. I want a version of Hoiberg who plays for Denmark. Just will you just pass uh, the ball forward, please? Yeah. Well, I thought he d- he did well with Bentancur. In the second half of the right. year, He's there I forgot you're right. So, yeah. so I do like that one too. But again, how much better could you be if you level up Hoybier, right? And I don't think Hoybier is going anywhere. But I think just having the squad competition, the, the number I've heard another is guy, yeah, someone to push six or seven new signings, which for Spurs skip, is like is skip is skip available. And or is Skip's going to come back from injury next year. He signed a new contract last year. He's one of the most bright young talents in England. Awesome. Um, so there's a lot there. Uh, you need a right back. Emerson Royal is not the answer. Um, and Matt Darty looked great towards the end of the season, but he's injured now, so you don't know what you're going to get from him. But I think that that's the three things, right? Like uh, making sure that you have the middle of the field taken care of, underlining center back. And look, like you said, to be there around the end of the season. I think Spurs are as They can good. be there. Yeah. I think Spurs on their day – are as good, if not better, than Liverpool and City. Took and a lot of points a, off them. Uh, the most points of anybody. So I think that there's – That's there's all you can the, ask for is that you yeah, play no, big games in April. Exactly. Do? Exactly. Yeah. And so we're in so, Champions League now, but at absolute minimum, and this is not to say that we'll run the table and go to three finals next year, use Liverpool's season as a cautionary tale. And if you have the money, and if you're going to go sell some players to raise more money, go get some more players that are at the quality of Man City, of Liverpool, of Tottenham Hotspur right now to push everybody better. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's yeah, the so, main thing. Yeah, and so I trust I, I'd, like to, I'd like to go through and kind of just like think about my opinion on some of the teams and what they need just to like so yeah, let's do it. like top 10 real quick. You know, my team has to replace leadership, which is difficult because it's always going to be quality. But if Gundogan goes, if Fernandinho goes, City are going to let Ake go because they're like, hey, you're good. We can't play you. You're not good enough. I don't like that move. But if he wants to go, he's got to go. So that means that there is probably reinforcements. I do think that City are going to look within. Uh, Jason McAtee and Cole Palmer will be part of the team, hopefully, as like squad depth. So I don't know that there'll be that much attacking need. It'll be it'll be the lunch pail guys, but lunch pail guys on City are fucking incredible, right? Like Rodri doesn't seem awesome, but if you're a City fan and you watch him, you're like, holy shit, he is incredible oh, every yeah. day. It's like it's like I think about I used to like Hoiberg, and I'd be like, if Spurs had Rodri instead of Hoiberg, they'd be like. 15% better because he takes everything on the turn and makes all the attacks just We go. have a Rodri now. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own. So uh, that's where I see for City, like holding midfielders, left backs. Cucurella is really hot and heavy. That makes me so happy because I loved him. He'll look good in the sky blue again. 
Uh, he'll go from being a seagull to a citizen. Uh, hopefully they, uh, he's all action. I've been calling him Bernardo Silver as a fullback. That's the kind of quality that mm. I think Cucurella is. Anyway, he was amazing. He was Brighton's player of the season. And I will continue to scout Brighton for players that I really like. <laughs> like, actually, that's the kind of player that your team could use. Leandro Trossard, perfect yes. pick locker kind of guy. He's under the radar. He can be at the edge of the box. He can play striker. So, he can do what you need him to do. He's an okay. extra guy who does stuff. Yes, but real quick, Leandro Trossard is an old Tottenham signing, right? Yes. So what we need to do is... He doesn't is, really make the team better, but he does something. Right, but what we need to do is uh, not, uh, stay in the middle. We can't go get the name brands just because they're name brands. We can't go get the high upside guys and just pray to God that it'll all work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There needs to be, and Kulisevsky is perfect, and Bentancur and Romero are perfect. So yeah. it's a hard yes, thing to, to keep, do. Keep, it is hard, but I, I do think a, a Trossard player is-, is I think that that's a great signing. I don't- An extra guy, but like a push guy. Like, sure, hey, sure. hey, Mora, fuck off. We're going to play Trossard because we're not running in behind. These team yeah. is sitting deep. We're going to play Kane- Trossard, Kulishevsky, let Kane play the 10 and let them all fucking run around and do stuff. Now, that's yeah. not Conte way. Like, I feel like Trossard is the kind of guy City would get and people be like, what? And then you're just like, he's, he becomes awesome all of a sudden. You're like, yeah, Trossard, <laughs> we just did that. Um, so anyway, uh, City have that those needs, those sort of lunch pail players. And then we go down to Liverpool. I think Liverpool have done their business. I think they probably need an extra guy in the front. They need another. They need to replace James Milner. I mean, that sounds ridiculous to say, but they do need to replace <laughs> they James. Do. <laughs> but they have I a bunch of young guys. Cover. They need yeah, more cover in their side of the field. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into fullbacks, but yeah, I mean, I would say. But they've, uh, probably that. they've done that with Sitzimakis. He's already kind of a good. No, I'm player. saying that's. Yeah. I'm not saying they need anything yeah. on the wings. Uh, yeah. And Konate will come into his own. I think he was He's a good, good signing. Although he almost blew it with that goal. No, I know. We're, we're, we're running he'll, he'll late on time. And I just want to hit Arsenal. Arsenal need a striker and they need, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say they need a replacement for Vieira, but they need they need a replacement for Vieira. Um, <laughs> still. And Lacazette just left today. Huh? I saw that. I saw Lacazette's gone. He, he, he left on a free. If they don't shell out $50 million for Gabriel Jesus, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They should That's absolutely a do it. It's yeah. a perfect play for them. City, but they may actually want Zinchenko like, too. They, I don't good. understand. Why does City still want Gabriel Jesus? Because Pep likes his work rate. He's a worker. Fine. He's, he's a he's a bet. He's a good version of Danny Welbeck. Yeah, no, no, no. I I understand all that, but like, I just Arsenal, signed. I, they're dumb. It, don't go for Jesus. Go for fucking Watkins. Watkins yeah. is a better player. Anyway, but that's just my that at all. Yeah, I if I'm Jesus, if I'm Jesus, I go to Brighton and I just go. You want to see somebody's course of goals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, XG motherfuckers! How about actual <laughs> yeah. G? <laughs> yeah, I'm an actual G. Um, yeah. So Arsenal, we need a striker, and they need the same things. Probably cover here and there. Just a veteran leader. They need a real like midfield general. I don't know where they float from. Is it? Is, do they need Hoiberg? He would never go. Do they need Ward Prowse? Some kind of like steely, strong good. What sucks is Fernandinho's too old. They actually need Fernandinho from two years ago. Well, they need what they thought Xhaka was. Right. Yeah. Or what Xhaka thinks he is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. A leader who's not a leader who doesn't suck. And then uh, you're, we talked about your team and United just 
what that team's a mess. How there. how much time? We we don't have enough time for Manchester United. Yeah. Um, but there's guys. But maybe that's a guy for your team, Jesse Lingard. He's the type, an extra guy, uh, a push guy. Uh, I, if he doesn't go to West Ham, he's an idiot. Oh yeah, him. no, completely. Yeah, they loved it. Moyes wants him. Anyway, we got five minutes to go. I'm done. See you Let's... in September, as the lunch lady says. No, in uh, in August. Yeah, we will do it. We will be side by side. It'll be our first show uh, in the same location. I think I'm hyping yes. this up for something. It's probably gonna be terrible. But yes, um, terrible. Yeah, no, that is a wrap on season two of the Squeaky oh Bum God. Time podcast. 20, as they say, let's get out of here. Season that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Fortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network and Fan Hub. We record on Tuesdays and. Friday, so you never miss a show, except from now on until August. So leave your comments, your reviews. We love you all. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the flip side when my hair is even grayer than it is now.